It's a pleasure to be on Talking Horses. Not so long ago I was on Talking Bulls, uh, which I did very well, I hasten to add. But uh, Talking Horses just sounds better. And you're very welcome to this week's Talking Horses. Of course, in the studio joining myself, Dean Ryan, I have Dara Cahor, Nar Cronin and Slippers Madden. And hopefully I have Jamie Moore on the line. Jamie, are you there? Yes, I'm there, yeah. How are you, sir? Oh, good, thank you. Good, thanks, yeah. Well, thanks very much for coming on the line. Of course, the reason that we have you on is that Cy de Grugy is back and you must have been delighted with him at Chepster. Yeah, I was very pleased with him. Um, yeah, he, he, he wasn't very impressive at Newbury time before, nor was I probably. So, um, no, it's, it's good to get back on track. So we, it was a small field, but the horse that was second grade gold, I've ridden a lot, and he's, um, he's a genuine 150 horse, and he was getting a lot of weight off us, and, and we beat him, you know? Yeah, you've done... So Sorry, Jamie, I was just going to say, I mean, you've done everything that you could have really hoped for. Did you think it was a bit of a risk running this close to the Cheltenham Festival? I guess you wanted to get him back on track and get the confidence boosted. Yeah, it was a massive gamble, you know, but um, I, to be honest, I think people mollycoddle horses a bit too much, worrying about Cheltenham all the time. Um, I mean, there's races there to be won, and, and, and we've gone and won it. He, when he, his least impressive performance last year was in the uh, Desert Orchid chase, and then 20 days later, his best performance was in the Clarence House chase. So he's got he's got 18 days recovery this time. So really, it, it doesn't bother me at all, you know. Um, I just pleased he also got out there and showed that he's still got a little bit of ability. He certainly has got a little bit of ability. Has he come out of it okay? Is he doing okay at home? Yeah, he's good as gold, yeah. Um, I've ridden him out since, well, Monday, Tuesday now. I've ridden him out the last couple of days and he's, he seems fine, you know. He's happy when he's racing, I know. It's easy to say that, but he genuinely, when he has a run, he's buzzing after it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Jamie, just, I mean, you go back to when you found the horse. I believe you were there in France the day and had a sit on him and uh, decided yeah. to bring him home. I mean, that, to get him to the stage that you've got him to, obviously he's a champion chase winner now. I mean, it's a bit of a fairy tale, isn't it? And it can still continue. Yeah, it is, you know. Um, like that day I sat on, I must have sat on seven horses and he was actually the cheapest one. <laughs> um, and he, he, he gave me a feel. I mean, I, I still remember it clearly. There's two, two horses set off two furlongs in front of me. I don't know what they were, but um, and I jumped. I went two miles, at 16 furlongs. And I jumped 16 jumps and 16 furlongs, and all I kept doing was just getting faster and faster. Ended up overtaking the horses in front of me, and he was a lame horse when we bought him. He's always he's been lame his whole life. But I said to Dad, I'd run up to him and said, "Look, we got to get this horse out of here now. Look after him because I think he's." But well, I thought he was decent. You know, I, I, did, I didn't think he'd ever achieve what he'd achieved, but. Um, he, he did feel very special the first day I sat on him, you know? Yeah, and he, well, he's, he's proved you right, Jamie, hasn't he? And, uh, I mean, guess now we're going towards Cheltenham. We've only got a couple of weeks to go. Um, showing you all the right signs. I mean, can that happen again? You had such a great reception in that winner's enclosure when he won yeah. last year. You must have been delighted with that, and you're just dreaming about that happening again now. Yeah, it'll be very good if it happens. If it doesn't, like I say, we've still achieved a hell of a lot, but um, I think he goes there with, with a fair chance. Um it's a shame he hasn't got to take on, I mean, I know he did take on Mr. Mahorn at Susandra, but I'm glad that we missed the Tingle Creek and, and the, the Clarence House, you know. But, um, but yeah, it, it'll be nice to take on Dodging Bullets, Brent Sacra, Champagne Fever, um, Mr. Mole again, you know. Um, it'd be good to take him on, and I, I, think that, I think we'll give a good account of ourselves anyway. Jamie Nile here. Um, just wondering. Hello, mate. You're right. Good, good. Uh, just wondering what you think. You've li- you've listed them all off there. What's your biggest danger, or are you just kind of focused on on Sir Grouchy turning up and the way he did last year? Yeah, that's that's about it, really. You know, like last year, there were a few dangers, and I just I just crept around out the back and let everything unfold. Um, and I'll probably do similar again. I. I Obviously, you've got. I've got maximum respect for dodging bullets and sprint sack and champagne fever. You know, like he's obviously he's won at two festivals and been beating the short head in another. So he's obviously very, very good. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, you, I, I just worry about myself and sort of riding similar to how I rode him last year, and then take the race as we find it. You know, but um, I've got a lot of respect for like dodging bullets. He's he's doing what we've done last year. You know, and people were crabbing him like they were crabbing us. So. Um, I, he, he could be the main danger, you know. I suppose you can you can feel exactly how maybe Paul Nichols feels at the moment, as you said there, that he's probably not getting really the credit he deserves, but you didn't get it last year either. Yeah, that, that's right, yeah. But, I mean, it's people, they, for the last... I mean, they, they mentioned us for Spring Sacra last year, and 
it's always just side of Gucci sprint and Sacker and I find it boring to be honest because there, there is other horses in the race and um, I mean it's, it's great that people are talking about us but there, there are other horses there and yeah I, I can see if, if Nichols gets the hump about it but then again he's he's pretty used to all this sort of stuff he, he has horses year in year out going there so he, um, I'm pretty sure it's water off the duck, duck's back really and just reflecting on Newbury briefly, like coming out of there, um, were you worried that he may not come back to, to what he was or did you just know that just wasn't really him and, and, and he had a point to prove? We, we, we kind of knew. I thought he'd come back to what he was. He, he was working so well before Newbury. I, I thought he would win at Newbury. Um, but he, he, he jumped bad and... Um, but the, and I don't think I would have won, to be honest. I think Mr. Mole would have beaten of me. Um, but I remember when I rode him at Aintree a couple of years ago before he was a good horse, and he jumped horrendous that day. He just smashed every fence on the way around um, when Special Tiara won, won the grade one there, and he, he smashed every fence on the way around, and, and, and he ran poor. He finished fourth, I think. That's before he was decent, and we thought he was over that, that sort of thing. We thought that he doesn't need a race to sharpen his mind up but for me it was just a similar race to what he did at Aintree that day so um, yeah we we thought we'd get him back and then we, we thought right, we'll send him chips and see if see if he is kind of back you know I suppose it goes without saying it's even more special that he that he's trained by your dad and you're such an integral part of that team um, and I love the way you you kind of wear your heart in your sleeve like you, you really do show your affection to this horse which I think is probably something we don't see enough of from from, from maybe jockeys at times but um, you know obviously you have a great relationship with your dad and it's lovely to be a part of that Yeah it is yeah I mean I, 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 I could talk about like Sire all day long I've got I'm, I'm compassionate about him, you know, because uh, I, I do ride him every day, and Dad just leaves it to me, and I, I, I sort of feel proud of myself when, when, um, when things go well, because I think that I've sort of, although riding him, I've achieved it. Also, helped a big part of training him as well, you know, and that's sort of you probably know yourself when, like, the training bit's probably the hardest bit. The right, like jockeys do, they just turn up, ride the horses, and go. But because I've been with this all day in day out, I think it does mean that a little bit more to me, you know. But um, yeah, he's he, he's he is great for, for that as well. Like he, he's shown he can train a very good horse, you know. Yeah, uh, Jamie, uh, slippers here. Um, just the way he jumped the last right. day, just uh, the way he jumped the third last, second last. Like he 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 showed you lows left. Like he must have given them about a foot. It it just goes to show he was yeah. back to normal. I remember Barry Garrity won on um, Moscow Flyer, and he said that. Jumpers go on that speed; they have to be a little bit mad, and they do throw in the odd bad jump, and that's just what happened to them the last day. But do you know, you'd be you'd be delighted yeah. the way he's going to settle now, won't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And um, like I say, I, like the last two mornings, I've, I've I've sat on him since Cheps. Though he's he's got a spring in his step, you know, and I'm I'm confident that he is he's every he's going to be every bit as good as last year, you know. And um, yeah, like. Even Tom Screw said to me after the race, he said, I want to go down to two out and have a look where he took off from, you know, because he I was upside Screw and he, he just said that that's the difference between good horses and very good horses, you know, they can they can just achieve that little bit more going, going across the fence, you know, they, they just got that more power, haven't they, you know, so. Yeah, and just um, and the way he, the, you, you rode him out the whole way to the line, were you a bit worried that he hadn't had a proper run and that's why you did that to make sure he was, he was going to be fit and ready for the day in Chatham? Yeah, to be honest, I thought he was tying up a bit. <laughs> no, I, I just, um, I, if it, I, I've, every time I've ridden a horse, I've, I've always driven him out, you know, and at the end of the day, it's, it, it was bad ground and a heavy weight, and I, I wanted to make sure he won, you know, and um, yeah, give him, give him, not a hard race, but give him a race and get his mind back on the job, you know, and get him focused, like, like battle, like get him into a battle sort of thing, you know, just to, Stick his nut down and try, and, and and he does that, you know, he does that. Yeah, and he's and horses are they're they're funny animals when they know when they've won as well, and it was, I'd say he's he's confident yeah. in himself that he's back to he's back to his best as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's it's, it's funny, like, and he actually like when he'd done his injury there in November, he done it through rolling, and it was something stupid, and and he hasn't really I haven't really seen him roll since, and then this morning I took him out for a pick of grass and straight down the road and it's like he's got confidence back in himself to do that so I know it sounds stupid but it's little things that you notice with horses and and, and I haven't seen him roll for a good while and, and he's gone down and rolled this morning I thought he, he's confident in himself there you know and it's 
I don't know if it's similar to, to racing or what when they know they've won, but I think confidence can be a, a big part of a horse's mind anyway. Of course, and as you said, you're 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 part of the team there every morning. You ride them out every day, and you notice these little things when you're when you're so close to a horse as well. Yeah, you you, you do, you do. You, you like you say you you know every little fine detail of the horse, and I'm pre- I'm pretty sure it's helped with me and him anyway. You know. So. Yeah, Jimmy Dara here. I was just um, wondering, as oh, regards chips, though, was it a case then of the horse needing it, or ye wanting to be sure? Like, did you feel the horse needed the run, or did you want to be certain that he'd be okay before you went to Cheltenham? Yeah, um, we we knew the horse would be fit for Cheltenham, but we kind of put all our minds at ease. You know, we we thought it'd be okay, and I mean, I remember I was out walking the course at Chepstow a couple of meetings back, and uh, Keith Otterson said to me, "Is he coming here?" I said, "If he gets beat at Newbury, he'll definitely be coming to Chepstow." You know, and just sort of. Because I thought that, that 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 could be the case, and then I mean the old man just kept under our hats a bit, and thought we 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 may do that, but um, it was kind of just just for all of us, but I suppose for the horses every bit as much because he had a good blowout and um, a good a good, good school round. Like he he won't be going to Cheltenham now thinking about Newbury, you know, he'll be going there thinking that he jumped good round um, Chepstow. Yeah, I mean, time form rated it as the best performance by a, a two-mile chaser this year. And, um, you know, coming from where you were coming from, that's that's pretty impressive. And as you said, last year he had that run. I actually took down the dates. Like, when you came back, you were November 17th, Cheltenham. Then you were December 7th, December 27th. And then in Ascot, January 18th. So he does take his races pretty well. So you'd imagine that he'll actually, he, he, will, he will improve again for that. Yeah, I... I... I do think he, he takes he takes his racing very well, you know. I mean, he, he he's trained hard at home, and he he's he he is just he he's a hard animal, like you know. He we 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 serve it up to him, and he he loves it. He thrives off it, you know. The, the more you give him, the more he he wants to come back for more. And um, I think you can make horses soft as well, you know. And he and he's certainly not that. He he knows what he he knows what he's on the planet to do, and and that's race. So. He's happy doing that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's the that's the right place to be doing it. Just as regards Cheltenham, Jamie, obviously you'll have more than one ride over the over the um, over the. I was going to say the three days, the four days. Um, uh, what else are you looking forward to? Um, we've got a good old awesome old man called uh, Vino Grigio. Yeah. Um, he's I think he's been about six festivals now. You know, but um, he's he's was second there one year and. He, he could. He's come down to a nice mark. He, he, he'll run in the three mile handicap chase. I don't even know what day it's on, but he'll run. He'll run there, and I think he could run okay. Um, there's a good also. I've been riding of uh, Richard Lee's called Top Gamble. I mean, I don't know if he's going to run in the Arkle, um, but he, I mean, he, obviously he's, he's going to struggle to beat on this in the so And the Bright Tats already beaten him, but he's a nice horse as well. And um, there, there's bits and pieces, you know. You usually. Myself, I, I usually pick up one or two spares every day in, in the handicaps, you know. And uh, but like uh, apart from championship races, size really the only one, you know. Jamie, just before we let you go and appreciate your time, yeah. but just reflecting on, on the reception you got last year when you came back in offside of the Grugy, um, yeah. you know, obviously before you even got that far, it was a special moment, but to get that reception when you came back in must have been um, really heartwarming. Yeah, it was like all of the boys standing there, you know, it was, um, yeah, I, I'll be forever grateful for that, you know, it, I can't believe they'd done it, and I, I still picture it now, and it, it was great that all the lads come out, and well, a lot of the lads came out, one that didn't like me didn't, didn't come out, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it, it, it was very nice, you know, and um, no, I, I, I mean, there's anything, I, I, was, I was just more proud of the horse, you know, because he, at the end of the day, they're the ones that do all the work, and us lads, we just got to steer around. It's getting on the right horses, but um, I was, I was just proud of the horse because he really does give his all, you know. And um, yeah, he, I was, I was, I was delighted for him, and yeah, it, was, it was great of all the lads to come out, you know. And just looking at the Irish horses going across, if 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 Gary Moore or yourself could train one in the morning, uh, which one would you, which one would you rob from? Probably Willie Mullins, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Um, we've got fifty coming over, any? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's not bad. Only fifty. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it has to be under. So he, he looks different, crazy. Like he, he just, 
he just rocks it from the front, doesn't he? And uh, he just turns it on. I, I, I honestly think he's an amazing horse. And um, that's why I'd love to win the Champions Chase this year because I think we're going to struggle next year and the year after when he turns into a proper chaser and Vutor and whatever else is probably going to come out of the woodwork, you know? So, yeah. um, that, that, like, yeah, I'd, I'd say indecisive. Well, look, if it's if it's not an Irish trend winner, we certainly hope it's Ireland Grugy this year again. Um, appreciate your time. Great to see him back, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, cheers, lads. Thank Thanks, you very Jamie. Much. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Take care. Yeah, Jamie Moore there spending some time with us on Talking Horses. We're going to take a break now from the show, and when we come back, we should have Harry Fry on the line. Looking forward to that. It's a pleasure to be on Talking Horses. Not so long ago, I was on Talking Balls, uh, which I did very well, I hasten to add. But uh, Talking Horses just sounds better. Talking Horses is brought to you in association with irisracing.com and recorded live on Racing FM. Welcome back to Talking Horses. In the studio, of course, Niall Slippers, Madden, Niall Cronin and Derek Rahor. And hopefully on the line, we have Harry Fry. Harry, how are you? Good evening. Yes, very well, thank you. Is everything all on course for a busy week, of course, coming up at Cheltenham? Oh, well, fingers crossed at the moment, uh, where we want them. It's, uh, we've got to keep them there for, for the next two weeks. So. Can, if you don't mind, I might start with Rock on Ruby. He's a, yeah. a transformed performer in terms of distance, but he's still showing all the old enthusiasm. He's been fantastic this season. Yeah, he has. It's, uh, obviously, we, we tried him over fences last year. It didn't quite, quite work out, but um, he's come back and been as, as good as ever over hurdles. And... You said it. I mean, we've been running him, campaigning him up in trip, um, and it seems to really suit him. We're obviously taking him another step further into the unknown, trying him over three miles the first time in the world hurdle. But uh, he he just got touched off in the Neptune over two five as a novice. Um, his form this year, the two races he's won at Cheltenham, the Rail Keel, and on New Year's Day, were won by uh, last year's winner. More of that and, and Annie Power. Um, he was, of course, runner-up. So there's two trials there. He couldn't, couldn't ask for better ones. Um, so he's really well, and um, we're looking forward to running him. Did you have in the back of your mind, Harry, before you maybe dallied with, with fences with Rock and Ruby, that he would get further and that he could be a possible horse for three-mile hurdle contests? Or did you have to go that way because of what happened when he went over fences? I think it was it was a natural progression. I mean, obviously, he's 10 now. Um He's, he's not getting any quicker with, with age and um, it was a case of trying to find our niche back over hurdles if we could find our niche. Um, it's been great to, to get him back in the form he is this season and shown so far um, and, and that's we've obviously found two races that he's been, been able to be competitive in, uh, not down in trip again, over two miles against the likes of the new one and, and some very promising young young hurdlers in, the, in making up the champion hurdle picture. So um, with age, it was always a case of, well, if fences didn't work out, then we'd probably have to look at, at stepping up in trip, and so far it's worked. And is there, uh, is there confidence with you and, of course, Noel, that he's going to get see out this trip? He does love Cheltenham, so the hill is no problem, is it? It's probably just the extra couple of furlongs. He's going to devour the hill when he gets there. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, he's, that's why we're going there, because he's got such a great record at Cheltenham, particularly at the festival. Um there's not a race, obviously, over hurdles over two and a half miles for him. Um, I mean, it's, it was never going to be a case of running him in one of the handicaps. Uh, and so, yeah, we take our chance. And he'll always give his all who tries hardest. Um, and that's why we felt we didn't need to run him in the, the cleave as a trial to, to put our minds at rest. Um, we decided if we are going to go for three miles, we go there fresh and well. And, and if he does stay, which hopefully hopefully he will, um, then it'll be through sort of guts and determination um, as he always runs with his heart, heart and his sleeve. Well, he has those. There's, there's has those attributes, no doubt about that. I'm really looking forward to him running at Cheltenham. Uh, hi, Harry. Um, it's Dara here. Um, j- just wondering, obviously, heard the news today that more of that is out. Um, when you're preparing you know for the championship races every year and and this is part of it you know there's there's something falling by the wayside are you blocking yourself out from that sort of stuff like i mean this is the champion that's out of it now but are you blocking yourself from that sort of stuff for fear that uh you know not not having negative thoughts in your head or or you know what are you thinking when you hear he's out well i mean it doesn't matter i mean every race at cheltenham is competitive whether the 
the last year's champions there or not, no one's going to hand it to you on a plate. So it's it's a shame for all the connections involved with with more of that and can sympathise sympathise with with where they are because it happens to all of us and and we're not counting our chicken eggs because we we've got to get there first ourselves. Um, we've got two weeks to go. We're we're happy with him at the moment. We're we're pleased with where he is. Um, obviously, if we get there on the day and and sadly more of that's not there, then that's that's one less threat on the day. But until we get there and in one piece, it's a, it's we're not yeah we're far from from as I said counting counting our eggs. And and in terms of how he races normally, Harry, I mean, will will there be a change of tactics because there's a few more furlongs, or would that be? A retrograde step, like our, you, you know, what are you looking at tactics-wise over three miles? Well, I think, I mean, we've over this season, over two and a half, he's not had to force the issue because we're we're stepping up in trip, um, and I think that would be the case uh, over three miles. We, where in the past over two miles, we've had to try and make the running, um, but we're now obviously dramatically up in trip. Um, we can just take our time. Noel, Noel knows him so well. Um, we'll just take his time, um, but at the same time we'll, we'll ride him full of confidence that he will get the trip. Um, we're not going to ride him conservatively, um, thinking will he, won't he? We we'll have to ride our race. Um, he's always, I mean, when he won the champion, he was in front, turning in, um, climbing up the hill. Uh, whether that, I mean, that's probably not going to be the case in the world hurdle, but it's still he's going to be. He's never going to be far off off the pace, I imagine, but. As always, it would be left to Noel on the day um, and we see who else does line up and, and how the race shapes up. And and in terms of, I mean, you said he was in front turning in and he won his champion hurdle. I mean, uh, he, he doesn't owe anyone anything, any, any of the connections. I mean, how important has he been f- for you, for Harry Fry and, and, and the operation? Oh, well, he's been, he's been flagbearer. He's put us on the map. Um and I mean, you said it. I mean, he doesn't know us ending, and this year we'll probably feel less pressure with him than we've ever done because we're going there, stepping into the unknown. Um, if he stays, great. He'll hopefully run a huge race. If he doesn't, then we haven't lost ending in trying, and we and we come back down in trips. So I don't feel in any pressure um, really. Uh, to whereas unlike previous years, we've gone back with a, a reigning champion hurdler, or we've got hopes and aspirations of being running well in a champion hurdle. So. Um, yeah, he's he's been a great horse for us, and uh, he's definitely put us on the map. And we we wouldn't have achieved half of what we would have done without without him. Harry Nile here. Um, I just wonder, obviously, the fact that he's in your name, like this, would mean an awful lot more than probably the champion hurdle board, wouldn't it? Oh well, I mean, we were very lucky to be closely associated with him for his his champion hurdle win. Um, we were part of. Uh, Paul Nichols' team running the satellite yard and, and if it wasn't for that opportunity to be part of Paul's team and run the satellite yard uh, the, the whole opportunity to then go out, go alone and, and keep the horse um, to train ourselves w- wouldn't have happened so um, I think we we've, we all enjoyed what we achieved with him at the time um, but of course to go out and we've now go, gone it alone um, it's our third season we've got to go and prove it ourselves um, put our put our name on the board on the score sheet at, at, at the festival, um, and obviously that means means a huge amount. Was that the turning point for you to consider going it going it alone as such? I think our, when by the end of that season, um, over the summer, we sort of looked at, at where we wanted to go, and and it, yeah, it did. The opportunity was there. Richard Barber, my landlord, was more than happy for me to to train from his yard. Um, and having discussed it with Paul Nichols as well, um, he was fully supportive of, of where I was, what I wanted to, to set out and achieve. Um, and so, obviously, we we made a go of it. And um, with Kira O'Connor, who's been my assistant and, and now fiance, um, we've yeah been working hard. And and hopefully, yeah, it's, again, it all goes back to Ruby. That I mean, that was probably the trigger. Yeah, you're right. You must have learned an awful amount uh, um, from Paul Nichols. Like he's been, you know, such a fantastic trainer for the last number of years. Um, as I said, you must have learned an awful lot from him. Oh, definitely, he's a great one to, for delegating. So um, you're given responsibility, and 
and expected to get it right. If you didn't, you got you got a proper bollocking. But that's how it should be. And but I mean, if it wasn't for four fantastic years in Ditchit, um, working as a small part of his team with under Paul Dan Skelton was obviously there, and, and Clifford Baker's hugely knowledgeable and, and learned an awful lot from him. Um, and then the and then to allow me to come and run a satellite yard for a further two years um, was again an example of how Paul was was great at putting his faith in in young youngsters and giving them the opportunity to prove themselves and, and delegating and um, that was it was a great experience um, so that when I did take out my license on my own I had had that sort of two years on my own belt of running satellite yard. Um, and so the transition wasn't wasn't that big um, when it was suddenly my name on the door. Yeah, Harry uh, Slippers here. Um, you're having a fantastic year with uh, between runners and to winners ratio. Your stats are out, o- over the moon at this stage, and you must be looking forward to Cheltenham. I suppose, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, people keep asking me about the strike rate, but it's, I suppose we just try and find the races to, that we can win and and keep the horses fit and healthy as, as best we can. And um, that then looks hopefully looks after itself if we can, as I said, find the right races for the horses to run in. Um, so the, 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 the horses, thankfully, have been running consistently well through the year, and, and they look to be carrying that into Cheltenham, which is, of course, the most important week of, of the National Hunt game. Yeah, I just going to give a shout-out to a few of the horses there that are Cheltenham-bound, uh, Jolly Allen. Yes, he's uh, on target for the Supreme, all being well. Um, he went for a gallop this morning. We're very happy with him. Uh, his form's been progressive all season, um, even when he was runner-up last time behind Gala Victoire in, in very testing ground at Sandown. Um, we think he'll, he'll really appreciate, um, hopefully, better ground, um, which we, we tend to get these days at, at Cheltenham. Yeah, and uh, Karinga Dancer? Yeah, he's uh, slightly, he's not the easiest to, to place and, and win with these days, but um, he's in the Grand Annual on on the Friday. Um, he's another that will want better ground, um, and so he'll take his chance in that race. He's, he's probably high enough in the weights for what he's achieved to date, but you never know. If you get in a race at Cheltenham, you've, you've always got a chance. Um, the favourites don't win in every race, so... If, if the ground dries out, then, then he'll go there and he'll have an outside chance. Yeah, and um, you, you've jolly cracked there as well? Yeah, he's uh, he's been a novice. He's probably just under the top level, um, well, is at the moment on official ratings. He's, he's about 140, he ran a good race to finish fifth in the bet there on only his fourth start. Um, and rather than running a level weight novice hurdle at the festival, we're probably uh, going to look at running in, in one of the handicaps. Um, he's, he's in the county hurdle, the Martin Pipe, and also the Coral. We haven't uh, yet made up our minds which race to go for. Though I think the weights would do to come out tomorrow, and, and we'll sort of make our minds up over the next week. Yeah, there's going to be loads of swapping and changing. And uh, as we see with Willie Mullins every year, he, he enters horses in every race and waits until he, he realises what's what's the best option for the horse. Um, you have Henry Henryville there as well. Yeah, and he's uh, due to run again another with a couple of entries, but um, as he hasn't run through the 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 wet winter months um, and he's he's a better ground horse and all being well he'll run in the Potemps and you have a, a horse there that I, 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 I have always enjoyed seeing him run is uh, Mindup Express yeah he's been a great servant for us um, ran a blinder over the national fences in December to finish second in the Beecher uh, we sort of chopped and changed this season over hurdles and, and that obviously that run over the, the national fences to try and look after his, his chase mark and he goes on the opening day for the three mile one handicap chase, which, uh, of course, he's got course and distance form uh, from going back to January 14 when he won up there on New Year's Day. Yeah, he's he's a horse that I've always enjoyed run. He's he's a real staying chaser, and he usually jumps, put in the great display of jumping, and he keeps going. And the hill will definitely be no problem to him. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's one we can hold on to and just take our time as well, because they'll, they'll no doubt go. Um, flat out uh, they do in every race um, but we don't have to ride him on right on the on the I mean we don't have to ride him really handy and we'll bid it amateur um, who's done so well on him um, keeps the ride and uh, he knows him better than anyone having won a string of pointer points on him as well so uh, he, he's, we keep saying all the
these races are competitive, not least the handicaps. Um, but he's well in himself at home, and hopefully he's another one we take there with with a chance. Yeah, and obviously another horse going to have a great chance. I think he's actually favourite. Um, is Activia? Yeah, he's run two blinders this season um, in the Labrook, and then off six pounds higher in the Betfair, um, finishing third on both occasions. Uh, he'll all being well run in the Coral. Um, Stepping up in trip for the first time, we think he's been crying out for, for two and a half miles, if not further. Um, I mean, the Betfair, he was doing all his best work at the end, staying on at Newbury. Um, he is in the county. If it came up very soft through Channel Week, we, we might look at that instead. But as things stand, um, he's very much on target to, to run in the Coral. Yeah, and uh, as you said, he's been very consistent this year, and he'd probably appreciate better ground. I think so. I mean, we've kept saying all winter he wants really testing ground, but that's only when we've been running him over two miles because we know he wants further um, yeah. and bring his stamina into play. But I think once we step him up in trip, the ground will become less important. Um, he's he's a five-year-old. He's been progressing all season. He's obviously 10 pounds higher than he was at the start of the season now, so he's going to have to continue to improve. Um, but hopefully he's still on that upward curve. And Thomas Brown? Yeah, he's a, he's a lovely novice um, that's done well for us this season um, and won over two and a half miles on New Year's Day. Uh, we've deliberately kept him fresh since then, haven't run him with a view to uh, having a crack at the three-mile uh, novice on the Friday, the Albert Bartlett. Um, his form's been solid all season um, and he goes there in, in great shape. And Again, he'll be stepping up to three miles for the first time albeit he had, has won a couple of three-mile point of points, so um, that should bring about bring about further improvement. And uh, last one, uh, Mick Jazz? Yeah, he's, uh, he's run into juveniles, both at Newbury, um, and we've we've kept him to run in the Fred Winter. Um, he's, his form mind, well, top-notch, he was second to last time, has, has gone on and won three on the bounce and is the leading contender for the triumph. So... Um, He's on, on a mark of 130, which is about what you want to be to, to run in the Fred Winter. Um, hopefully he can be, be very competitive off it. Yeah, and just it's going into Shetland with a, with a team of eight or nine, maybe ten horses there. It must be very exciting times and um, it must be a dream come true for you. As you said, you're, you're not training that long. You're four years with your licence or three years with your licence and yeah. you've, really, you've really given it a good go and it must be very exciting to go to Shetland with... With, oh, with, with massive um, chances, not just runners, like massive chances. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, that's what we set out at the start of the season and it's the dreams and aspirations for, for all the horses and, and you get to, to just after Christmas turn of the year and you think, well, are they still alive? And if they are, you're sort of great and can we get them there in one piece and still with, with the form in the book and, and with every chance. And, yeah, I mean, as I said earlier, we've got two weeks to go, so we're not there just yet, but um, we're happy with where they are and, Definitely, it's a hugely exciting time for, for all the team. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're really keen and trying our hardest to, to hopefully get our first festival winner. Um, Harry, just um, I know you don't have a, a runner in the champion hurdle, but it's it's what we associate you at the moment with and with, and, and, and Ruby with. Um, I'm just wondering what, what do you think of the race? Because we obviously can be fairly myopic over here and we only see Jetski and Faheen and Hurricane Fly. But... Is the new one a real big player, and uh, you know what way do you see it going? Well, I mean, it's, it looks like it being a thrilling race yet again this season. Um, I mean, we talk about Rock on Ruby being as well as ever at Timberwolves. Hurricane Fly just defies logic. I mean, he's just been. I mean, he is an absolute legend. Um, I, I mean, you, and you can't dismiss him at, at any point, um, especially if the ground came up soft. But. Clearly, I mean, there's some exciting youngsters, uh, not at least um, Hurricane Fly's stable companion, Faheen, that's who's come over here and, and won twice this season, looked very impressive. Um, but the new one, OK, they haven't clashed um, this season, um, but he's gone about his business and done it well, although last time probably had more of an, a test than, than his connections were anticipating in, in testing ground at Haydock. Um, but then you look back to his run last year. Uh, he was on, he got met trouble in running, um, and was doing all his best work at the end. But um, so you'd have to think, would well, if he got a got a fair fair run at the race, he'd he'd have to go very close. 
Um, but you can never rule out a, a returning champion either. And, and Jezki um, is probably the the race that suits him best is um, the champion hurdle where they go and enter and gallop. Um, I see him very much similar sort of mould to Rock on Ruby in that he was a staying two-miler and needed a really good end to end gallop. Um, so you could make a case for, for I think, although Fohin's a red-hot favourite, um, you couldn't dismiss the chances of the three or four others. Well, Harry, that's the great thing about Cheltenham, isn't it, that we can't dismiss the chances so many in those championship races. You're going there with a very strong team. Fingers crossed it all comes together for you and you get that bit of luck, which you're going to need, of course, at Cheltenham. And it would be magic if Rock on Ruby is the icing on a good week for you. Oh, it would, absolutely. Thanks um, very much. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Harry. That's Harry Fry there on Talking Horses. We're going to take a break now and we're back in the studio very shortly here on this week's Talking Horses. It's a pleasure to be on Talking Horses. Not so long ago I was on Talking Bulls, uh, which I did very well, I hasten to add. But uh, Talking Horses just sounds better. Talking Horses is brought to you in association with irisracing.com and recorded live on Racing FM. Yeah, welcome back to the studio on Talking Horses. Thank you very much, of course, to Jamie Moore and Harry Fry. Spent some time with us on the line ahead of a busy week at Cheltenham. It's not too far away. And to add to the colour of Talking Horses this week, Niall Cronin was down at the Claw Sutton Yard with Willie Mullins and asked him all about Annie Power. Let's hear that now. You're no stranger to bringing one there without a run. How does Annie Power's preparation so far compare with what it's like with Vega? Everything we've been doing with her is 100%. She's in great form. The difference being that I would normally have Quivega ready a good while before the festival because we've had all season to work with her uh, and we wouldn't have missed the month of December. We missed the month of December with Annie Power and while she's coming along and doing everything right, she will have to keep doing everything right to get there in the, uh, in the position that I want her in. So, so far so good. And we've often got to Cheltenham with Quivega and looked at her in the prey ring before the race and thought, God, she needs a run. She looks mm. big and she would be big. And she was always fitter by the time she came to Pontestown. Um, this is a different type of mare. Annie Power is, uh, let's put it this way, Quivega was very laid back. Annie Power is much different. She'd be, as you saw in the the world hurdle last year, she was keen, she was, you know, more like a typical racehorse, I suppose, uh, just a keener type of individual. So she's doing more all the time. Quivega, you had to make her do more. I, I think with any power now, it'll be probably easier, but she has, she can't afford to miss a day. But every time you do work with her, it is proper work. When you do work with Quivega, you might have to go back and do another little bit in a couple of days' time because she just she was a lazy individual, whereas this mare is a different type of individual. Is she likely to wear the hood? I doubt it. It's not. It's We put the hood on her on a windy morning like this, and she hasn't been wearing a hood now since last week. I actually told him to take it off uh, because she, we put a hood on her when she was starting off. She was so fresh, and it was just to keep her calm. And um, it's just got left on. And on Monday morning, with this wind and all everyone around, we put the hood on her. But I imagine tomorrow morning it'll be taken off. I really don't want her to wear the hood between now and the race. And I can't imagine her wearing it in the race either. Yeah, that was Willie Mullins, who was spending a bit of time in the company of Nile Cronin, or should I say, vice versa, down at the Clough Sutton Yard. And if- Niall's been down there a couple of times over the last week and both times Annie Powers had the hood on and I was going to ask Slippers uh, why would they be doing this with Annie Powers? She hasn't seen the racetrack for a while. I think Willie's intimating that maybe gets a bit of the freshness out of them but I wouldn't have a clue what that means. I mean, why do they put the hood on the horse? Yeah, well, the hood is there to more or less block the rears. It's earplugs and it's just a, it's a neater earplugs that say you don't have to, uh, proper earplugs is um, like putting cotton buds in your ears and you can't, and you can't hear anything. Um, where the, the hood is just it's like a set of blinkers without the, the cups on the blinkers and it's just it blocks out all the hearing so she can't hear anything and you could imagine if you were ever at a silent disco everyone's where listen to different music you could see some lad going mad listen to some rave and then <laughs> if I listen to a quiet song it's it's keep keep them keep them keep them relaxed if they can't hear anything they're obviously going to be more relaxed and Willie's talking about the wind like the wind is 
flowing and it's making noise and everything and she can't hear anything she's going to be kept quiet it's just about like preventing any mishaps that might occur because there's a lot of press down there. there's a lot of eyes on annie power and she's she's in and amongst it all and whilst maybe she hasn't been on the racetrack a bit it's just to keep us safe and secure is it yeah i think he said it there like that covega was obviously a lot more relaxed so yeah if we were down there twice this time last year um you know, it wouldn't really affect her. More bomb proof. Had a run. Yeah. Whereas any power is that much fresher. Um, and there was a lot of people around. There was cameras. There was dogs barking. There was people standing where people probably don't usually stand. And um, you know, I'd say the whole thing was just to just to keep her relaxed. Obviously, we had snow yesterday morning. Uh, plenty of wind. And um, you know, I'd say. If we had him down there this morning, probably wouldn't have been on her because that's what he said he was going to do. He's going to take it off her. So. As far as I know, does Hurricane fly wear earplugs? Yeah, he yeah. wears earplugs. I think he wears always yeah. You know, and it's the same thing. He just to keep him nice and relaxed. And mm. I think Ruby's asked to take them out a few times because he was getting a little bit older. But yeah. he's always raced them, so they don't. They and won't change anything. It was before like, the before the hood was fashionable. Yeah. I think. more or less like yeah, yeah, yeah. So they wouldn't change it now, no, I guess, because no, he's no. sort of accustomed. I think to the hood came fashionable. I think it came from France, or was it? I don't know, but it was. Now it was literally a fashion trend like wasn't it, it like was. the last 18 months yeah. I'd say um, <laughs> I'd say Turbo Remedy is up here I'd say they ran out of hood I'd say you know <laughs> like everyone seems yeah. to have one like. and, and tell me but why then would like I remember um, her, um, Hardy Eustace back in the day it got to a stage where he I think it was was a blinkers or a visor the blinkers I think but they'd only put it on for Cheltenham and then yeah. he'd race away three or four times a year was it literally that they only wanted him tuned up or clued in yeah, well, just they, gave they him say, that spark they say, blink- but why that they say, no they say blinkers are there to to sharpen up a horse and concentrate on what's in front of him not beside him or behind him he's just wants him focusing on what's in front and I'd say they let him just put him on that big day because that's the day they wanted him yeah. it's like we're saying about Jetski he's going to be ready for the one day but you can often see horses that hardly uses he was, he was a lazy t- type of horse and you'd, I'd say they didn't want them getting too used to them. Yeah, yeah. So they only used them for the day. Uh, they really wanted them. It, yeah. I'd say there's two things there, and I'm only presuming, like a Slipper said, one, they didn't want them getting used to them, but two, you know, going around the Margiana and Punchestown in front of 1,500 people and maybe the Red Mills and Gorn, like there's an awful lot more to look at, you know, in Cheltenham as well. And, you know, just the fact that he could be a bit maybe laid back and maybe take in the surroundings. There was an awful lot more maybe for him to take in at Cheltenham. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm only, you know, it's only an assumption. But uh, With you being down at the Mullinchard a couple of times in a week, I mean, he's having a dream run, isn't he, in terms of keeping all his horses sound and getting them all to the best. We haven't had any bombshells come from there yet. And when Nicky Henderson, touch wood, a lot of touching wood going on in the studio. But when Nicky Henderson had his day, you know, he's already lost a few of his camp and that's, that's the way racing goes. But Willie seems to just be having a dream on and bringing the biggest team. Made absolutely no secret of the fact yesterday that, um, he, you know, he spoke about horses after horses after horses and said, but something's going to go, you know. Something, and, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I suppose, um, back in focus, made uh, a very encouraging return at Navin in the Galmoy, not in the Galmoy, in the Beinhardle a couple of weeks ago. And, He's had uh, a freak accident, hasn't he? A freak accident. Yeah. Uh, he just said he had a run him at the door and uh, got a fright in his box, had a run him at the door and um, looked at, at the time to have broken his jaw and possibly maybe done more damage than that as well. It's very similar to what Briar Hill did at um, when falling at Cheltenham last year. So, you know, that just goes to show that could have been any horse, you know, um, and, you know, but any horse in any stable, you know, with any trainer. Um, so, look, it can happen, uh, you know, what what kind of, not surprised me, but what I probably wasn't expecting was how well Hurricane Fly looked again yesterday morning. Really? And, you know, last week as well, like for him now, you know, who's he's not... I wouldn't say he's won too many best turned out in his day like he, he you know and anyone will tell you that Gail who absolutely loves him um, you know she, she hardly call him the nicest horse she's ever looked after but um, in terms of looks um, but he just you know for him he looked fantastic but they, they were so fresh and well you know these horses that are in you know good heavy training coming up to Cheltenham you know obviously it was a Monday morning and well, I don't ride out on Monday mornings, <laughs> but slippers will tell you like that horses can generally be fresh on Mondays. And, um, you know, but you would have just thought two weeks before Cheltenham, maybe these horses probably would have rode out on Sunday or whatever. But I don't think they did. I think only the runners of this week rode out on Sunday and 
the Cheltenham horses had Sunday off and you know champagne fever there he was jig jogging and booking all the way back to the yard after cantering after going through the the, the river um, and you know those horses are still they're just in good form I know Willie had no winner over the weekend um, it's but first in a while <laughs> it's first in a while but I think the A team are probably yeah. you know they're, yeah, yeah. they're in, in the cotton wool at this stage so yeah I mean been down there last week what struck me was that Willie was I thought he was much more relaxed than he was 12 months ago now whether that was because Hurricane was going in as favourite uh, and because of the Quivega factor they, they were whereas now if Hurricane wins for argument's sake which he's made no that if he had one winner and it was Hurricane he'd walk away you know on Tuesday happy as Larry because of that emotional attachment but it would be a bonus this year Whereas last year there was an expectation. And I, I, I feel, he, to me, he felt he was under more pressure. But racing people are very, very realistic. And it's like you were saying what he was talking about, the inevitable. He has five favourites he, he was listing off uh, on the first day. And like he just said straight out, how often do they come in? And of course, being the well-prepared scribes that we were, we didn't have the answer. But <laughs> um, the facts are the five of them won't win. And and uh, you you know if it, it'll be very very unlikely, but the problem is trying to pick which ones won't. There'll be a few bookmakers carried out on stretchers, I think, if the five <laughs> go in, won't they? There will, but I think we'd all sacrifice for them winning. If Hurricane Fly could be the one that upsets it all, but he was one of the horses now yesterday morning that, as well as looking well, like really was the gallop. Like there'd been plenty of snow on the gallop that morning you know and a bit of rain and uh, the gallop was riding pretty heavy like and uh, like he was absolutely running away Paul Town and like and he just kind of flashed past us and and Willie said where we said there's Hurricane Fly like he really is well in himself and he he even seemed kind of pleasantly surprised nearly how well he was in himself and even pulling up he looked down again he said he said it again he said wow he really is well in himself and sure which is if it keeps raining, the dream is still alive. It's like his, it's like his child coming out to meet the uh, the aunts and uncles and singing a song, isn't it? It's well, done it, his job. Well, you see, it's like, but it's it's you know, and I like to see that because you know, I remember, I remember we said however many months ago, and you were you even mentioned when I, t- I talked about Ruby whether he rides him or not that he still had this romantic notion that the fight like they become attached. I mean, this this. These are serious, serious horses, superstars. But they they have brought people to a different level. They have achieved, and the great thing about jumps racing is they're there seven, seven years now, you know, and uh, they become attached. They become emotionally attached. So he's the one he'd take. But if I was watching and I was saying the one he is most confident about, without, and, and a lot of it was body language, I would say it's Duvan. Was that the buzz oh, horse? Yeah. That was oh. the buzz horse. Oh. I think he's, well, he's like, he made a very poll statement. Like, this is the best. He, he, could, be the, could, be, uh, he could be yeah. the nicest novice we've ever brought to Cheltenham. Like, now, that's some statement from a man. But even Woody when Moore's he was caliber, asked like, questions, he was given, where is he? He was sort of given, yeah, no problems, yeah. no worries. One more no answer. Yeah. There was no expansion. Yeah. It was, it was I, I think he's very, very, I think he's very, very, you know, as confident as he's never going to say it, but... but like you're talking about, you know, the affection for Hurricane Fly and yeah. that. Like Jamie Moore is the exact same, you exactly. know. Like, like you send a camera crew around to to Gary Moore's, like, and you'll have Jamie, like, you know, showing real affection to this horse now. And like Harry with Ruby. Yeah, you know, like, and it's brilliant. Like, it's it's fantastic. Like, you know, Slippers will tell you there, you know, about Tech Nash, who was his first winner, or or you know, whatever the case may yeah. be. Like, you yeah. grow, you grow to these horses, like, and. Uh, shake the book and I'm sure is a big favourite in, in your place like and um, you know they don't have to be the the, 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 the proper top class grade one horses it's just a, it's just fantastic if they are at that level yeah, of course yeah, yeah. it is yeah I, I forget often sometimes when we're doing this that we are live of course we've got a tweet in from Tom Keane on Twitter and he says listen to the lads on Racing FM Live a question will Slippers have a ride at the Cheltenham races this year and if so who is it Slippers I mean do you know what you're going to be doing over in Cheltenham um, at the moment, I have I'm not booked to ride anything, but um, as Harry was even saying there, the the weights are out for the handicap tomorrow, so hopefully know a bit more then. You'll be with, ringing them up in the morning, will yeah, you? Yeah, but weights for horses. What's gonna what, what's gonna run in what races? You know, because as as we all know, Willie's horses entered everywhere, but so does every other trainer. They're entered in plenty of handicaps, and they're going to try and find which is the best handicap for their horse, weights wise and trip wise. So 
we're not going to know. I'm not going to know for another week anyway. Will will I have a ride or not? But um, Tom, when I find out, I'll let you know. And would w- you would you travel over? Like, will you be over slippers? Would you travel over in the hope of picking something up, or will you go over without without having an idea? Or will um, you be over anyway? Um, I I won't go unless I ride. Um, I I'm not. I love Chetland, but I, I prefer watching it. Like, if you think about it, when you go to Chetland, you end up watching it on the TV anyway because the place is so... But the place is buzzing over there. But um, I, do, I don't like going racing anyway if I'm not riding. Um, it's like going to work with it, but you don't have to yeah, work. Yeah. It's it's our Sitting job. Sitting on the like, you know? as well, isn't it? And waiting. More or less, yeah. But it's like... If, <laughs> She's driving into them there, yeah. You know, but it's like... <laughs> well, it's like going, if he's going to have a ride. It's like if you were going to work tomorrow, but you didn't yeah. have to work, but yeah. you're just going anyway. Like, you wouldn't yeah. go. Yeah. Do you know? But it's, no, you wouldn't. No, it's, that's it. Like, yeah. yeah. Same question has come in as well from Aaron. Uh, same question as regards Jer Fox. Well, Jer isn't here, but um, I don't know. I'm quite sure he'll have a ride in the the Martin Pipe race. It's for conditionals, so, yeah. Yeah. and he's he's one of our leading conditionals over he's in Ireland this year. At the moment, and um, I think he rides that horse of Knowles in the Banks race. Ipsos de Burla. I think yeah. he's going for the Banks race. Nice and as far as I know, Jer will ride him in that. He's been riding him in his bank races here. So I presume he'll write about that as well. I'll keep those questions coming in. We are, of course, live every Tuesday. We will be back here next week. Any uh, any final pointers before we wrap up this week's show? Of course, just we've had some great guests. We've been lucky enough this week. Yeah, we've had great guests this week. But just like to shout out to Joanna Morgan, who had um, very good. Who was a winner in Samaritz during the week, and um, she's finishing up training. And it was it was great to it was great to see her ride a winner and. Um, Colin Keane wrote it as well. So um, remarkable lady, and to go and do like that, that in San Moritz as well, just as a final note on the on the CV is not bad. Yeah, I think I she's going to have some runners at Dundalk. Is she? Knox there to give her a presentation as so, well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's it typical big, Joanna Morgan though, like yeah. to do something on the bank. left to centre and to finish and to decide this is how I'm going to finish, and then not just go to actually to actually win the thing. Like you know, it's a typical Joanna Morgan. Yeah, pioneering to the very end. Um, or just a couple of other uh, Alan Fleming had his first National Hunt winner as a trainer um, uh, with, with um, Gwen Salee Burbus and actually to be a grade 2 juvenile hurdle if you're going to train a first winner back yeah. here yeah. <laughs> not a bad way to do it Liz yeah. Lawler had nice for, him, nice for Alan to come back to Ireland like, and yeah. you know after all the success he had in England like to 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 have a nice job with, with Barry and and, and, and you know yeah. um, I'd say he was fighting hard there he'd some of the hearts being played second yeah, 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 you yeah. know we, we all say like second is shit but you know it is it is shit when you, when you can't get your head in front yeah. of you know it's I'm quite sure he was be finding it very stressful just to try and get one to get his head mark. in front but yeah. sure he ended up packing up then yeah, like I yeah. think he won 10-15 oh, lengths yeah, he was very, very impressive, impressive. And Liz Lawler had her first winner as a trainer as well. Very and impressive. that looked a nice enough yeah. one too, didn't it? Very, so, did very impressive, yeah. yeah. Absolutely skated in. And um, Geek and Sounds were second and third, I think. But um, won real well now. I'd say it's, it could be an exciting prospect. Yeah. And and just, uh, we were talking, we, we were just talking off air as well. Just a couple of, we were talking about horses missing Cheltenham. There's two jockeys going to be missing Cheltenham, Jason Maguire. Well, Jason is going to appeal, like, I presume. He, he, and, Thursday, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's, he got 14 days uh, on the non-triers rule. Andrew Thornton is getting six days on for weighing in overweight for the second time in a year, so he just has to take it on the chin. But like, um, Ruby made a very interesting point in his column, I thought, last weekend that local stewards probably shouldn't be making calls on when it comes to the non-triers rule because it's a fairly serious charge to be levelling at a jockey isn't well it's it the race, race course the schooling ground that's the that was the term it's, it's using the, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so look the appeal is Thursday we'll yeah. see how it goes because Nick Schofield is after getting off on an 8 day one yeah um, it's tough look if he's found guilty he's found guilty but like the man you know was not a million miles from death's door yeah. uh, the Monday of the festival last year and you know there was that horrible sort of feeling around the place on the Monday um, it was yeah and you know it'd be it'd be a shame if he had to miss it for two years in a row you know yeah be, yeah. yeah but look but um, I mean it depends you know if you, if you do the crime you do the time but like it didn't look a terrible ride I have to say yeah there was a great piece in uh, the race post over the weekend about John Thomas as well um, it read extremely well and John Thomas is in great old form I Talked to him during the week there. He has to come up to the corridor and he'd be always texting and he's still he's still the same old JT and you know it was great. It was actually extremely well um written piece and um 
best of luck to John Thomas in the future. Yeah. Very much so. If you, if you could be uh, as good a writer as Alistair Down and as strong as JT now, you'd, you wouldn't want for much. It be was some perfect, human being. It was the perfect harmony like to have yeah. Alistair Down doing that piece without question, you know. <laughs> Okay, gents. Well, look, thanks very much for this week's Talking Horses. I did promise everybody on Twitter that we would hear from Nicky Henderson. So what we're going to do is take a break. And then Rory Giovanni was down there for Racing FM at his media day. And that's coming up next. Plenty more comment on Cheltenham, which is, of course, only a couple of weeks away. It's a pleasure to be on Talking Horses. Not so long ago, I was on Talking Balls, uh, which I did very well, I hasten to add. But uh, Talking Horses just sounds better. Um, Nicky, just going back to Sprinter Sacra, how impressed were you by Saida Gruji's performance on Saturday? Yeah, I was. Yeah, no, funny. I mean, it was, you know, I'd them for what they did because they, we've, we've had blips. They definitely had a blip at Newbury. Um, it's been very tempting to say, well, that was what happened and just go straight to Cheltenham. I think it was brave to go to Chepstow and fair play to them. I mean, it was a good performance. Very good. And how happy are you with Sprinter Sacra right now? Yeah, no, everything's gone well. I mean, it's gone really well since Ascot. I mean, Ascot achieved what it was... What I hope would be sort of what, what would the net result would be, and he's he's done very well physically. And look, he didn't have. You know, some would say well, Barry was a bit kind to him. Well, he was. He had to be. Um, just trying to bring this along as best we can. And it was important that he came out of that race in good shape, which he did. And it, it definitely brought him on quite a lot. And as I say, physically and. You know, in every way, he looks, he's just, everything's good. And um, he, he hasn't really, he's done most of his work. He's not going to have a race course gallop. He doesn't need one. Would you say this has been a difficult season for you with the likes of Simon Sig being ruled out? And <laughs> every season's difficult. If you think these horses are easy, then um, they're not. It's, 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 it's always difficult. There are, because they're high-profile horses and they're, they're, they're you know, their, their problems have been well documented but these are things that go on day in day out every year and nothing is different about this year to any other I can assure you it's just that they seem to become more public <laughs> um, just quickly mention two of your established more established stars obviously Bobsworth and you're very keen on Maffilel for Cheltenham I am I think she's a filly she came to you know she really came to herself in the spring last year she ran very well she was second to Holy Well in the festival and then she was very impressive in the Topham and I think she's progressed. That was a very good run at Ascot the other day. And, um, you know, she, she would have needed that. It was, it was going to help her get there because she hadn't been right in the autumn. Um, and there was a ridiculous race at Aintree where they keep doing it now, taking all the fences out. Well, the one thing she does, as you saw in the top of them last year, is jump. And they took the last, oh, it was a flat race. It was absolutely a joke. And um, if they'd have had the fences there, she'd have won that. Then she wasn't very well after Christmas, and she, that was a good run at Ascot. She'd have needed it, and I think she comes in here, you know, very realistic, and I, I love her. She's a beautiful man. And, and Bob's worth? Bob, good. I mean, again, the Lexus wasn't everybody's cup of tea, but it was fine by us. Um, Barry was very happy, and his only comment after that was that... <laughs> You get him to Cheltenham in the same form, in the same frame of mind, and jumping as well as that on good ground, he'll be there. Some cracking novice hurdlers to go to war with as well. Let's start with Lammy Surge. Well, I'd like to start with Lammy Surge. I'd like the meeting to start with Lammy Surge winning because that would sort of be the start that everybody wants. It gets the show on the road, and if you could go and win the first, then somewhere the pressure comes off and life becomes much, much easier. And I think he's a good horse. He's done everything right. He was very impressive in the Tolworth, and to be honest, if it wasn't for the fact that Willie obviously thinks the world of his horse, um, this would be, you know, probably our best chance, or the most obvious one. Um, but what we're hearing from Alan is rather scary, so I have warned Lammy Surge to look out, and off we go. And you've got three in the Triumph. From what you've been saying, I think you've got a bit of a sneaking feeling for Hargam. Would that be right? No, do you know, I mean, totally, genuinely, I have no firm views on this. I really don't. I think if you only had one of them, you'd be optimistic. You've got three of them, you'd still be optimistic, but there's going to be 18 others. So 
I might as well have three as one. And you've got two in the world hurdle. Sadly, we won't be seeing beat that, but you've got two good horses in the world hurdle. Yeah, we just had to sort of, I don't say admit defeat, we'd beat that. He hasn't, you know, he looked great at the end of our season. It looked for all the world that this would be his, you know, the world hurdle would be an obvious target for him this season. He hasn't bloomed. And so we're just going to leave him alone. There's nothing wrong with him. Um, he's sort of going through a sort of sprinter sacra year, really. Um, or sprinter sacra last year, don't get me wrong. Um... <laughs> But Whisper, and he's been slightly in the same boat. He's got to get there yet. Um, but obviously he was very good back end of last season. He's fantastic. He won at Cheltenham and, and Aintree. Um, he's a good horse, but it really it doesn't quite flourish, bloomed as yet. But And Blue Fashion, he's good. Um, he's got some very strong lines there with more of that from a race at Haydock last year. Um, again, they're both going to Campton tomorrow, and if that goes well, then they'll both be in their shape. Fantastic. Just one horse you could give us who you know has, has might have ducked under the radar slightly for, for Cheltenham. I, I, I think the days of horses slipping under the radar at Cheltenham had sort of long gone. You've got to expose yourself a little bit. I mean, I've actually gone and overexposed one or two of these handicap hurdlers too much. Darwaland's gone too high, I think, for the Potemps. Um, there's two or three in the coral. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's dark, really. Barry will still tell you Josie Hill's going to win the Arkle. How about that? It's a pleasure to be on Talking Horses. Not so long ago, I was on Talking Bulls, uh, which I did very well, I hasten to add. But uh, Talking Horses just sounds better. Talking Horses is brought to you in association with irisracing.com and recorded live on Racing FM.